0: You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Burley Church Online. Um, Again, from wherever, uh, whatever time you're watching, it's it's great to, again, great to be able to join you in this capacity. Again, it's not the same as that two or three gathering together, but we are blessed by technology in this season um, to at least be able to connect this way. I've got a bit of a story I want to start off with today and then we'll go from there. But it's funny, I remember as a kid, um, tell me if, well, you can't tell me, I was about to say tell me if you are late, but not at home if you relate. late. When I was a kid in high school, I just couldn't wait to get out of the 12 or 13 year system and be an adult, free to do what I want. I just couldn't wait. (laughs) And then I remember as a young adult, once I got uh, into my uh, uni degree, I remember thinking, I cannot wait till this uni degree is over. The study, the assignments, I'll be free to work and conquer the world and make my own way in it. I cannot wait. And then I started to work and I remember thinking, I cannot wait. I'll be in a more secure job. One day I'm going to be married. And I'll finally get to like kick my life into gear. So I thought, I remember... Thinking, I cannot wait when I got married. I looked at families and, oh, how cool would kids be? How amazing is that? What a blessing and how fun it would be to enter that stage. I cannot wait. <laughs> I can remember thinking with the sleepless nights with babies. Man, I cannot wait till I can sleep again and my baby's able to communicate and be a little bit more reasonable. <laughs> I cannot wait. man, looking back and I haven't even lived that much life, not enjoying or not fully enjoying the five hours of day, day, so five-hour days that I get to play at school, not enjoying the pretty cruisy workload or lack there of responsibility of my degree, not enjoying just being married without kids and that season, the free time, the silence, the sleep, and now occasionally looking at my six-year-old and thinking, where did my baby go? (laughs) Oh, man, I can only imagine those watching that are older than me that are probably screaming at their TVs going, stop saying, I cannot wait.
1: Maybe we can wait. Maybe we can slow down. Maybe we can uh, be more patient and enjoy the now with the help of the Spirit. And that's what we want
0: to talk about this morning. You guessed it. Fruit of the Spirit, patience. But before we get into that, just a couple of quick announcements. Um, For for starters, um, if I'm honest with you, I thought, just looking at the timeline at the moment, I thought we'd be back to normal by now. I thought we'd be talking about getting back to normal. And so we've made changes to our video, and I acknowledge that. But honestly, the season we're in doesn't look like it's getting back to a a complete normal again um, with what's happening around our country And so we are continuing to do some different things. We're going to put some in the long range or medium term. We're going to put some communion talks up as a separate video on this channel into the future so you're able to have communion with your small tables if unable to uh, attend our smaller services. The other thing you would have noticed, there is no story or stirring um, talk this morning before my sermon. We, We were unable to do it this week without repeating. And seriously... We want to hear from everyone. Um, We want to hear what God is doing amongst us. Do you know what? We do communion and I appreciate communion, but we talk about the same event. And don't get me wrong, that event makes communion with God today possible, but we want to hear what he's doing. And so if you're stirred, if you're challenged, no matter your story, no matter how big, no matter how small, let us know. Admin and we'll get you in here. We'd love you to share. We want to hear from the whole body and even further beyond uh, about what God is doing amongst us, not just the same people, not just me. And so get in contact if you have something you'd like to share as we'd love you to share it as part of our online um, online presence. That would be phenomenal. We'll keep them coming. And the last announcement before we get back into the fruit of the spirit series is we've had a fair few people join us watching that aren't part of our direct community. And so, look, look being sensitive to the season that we find ourselves in at the moment, being sensitive to those that maybe are losing their job, um, maybe are short on finance. I I, I want to be sensitive to that. But we have found a pretty exciting ministry in this church through this. Uh, We've reached more. We're connecting with more. Uh, The regular Sunday is not going anywhere when we can get back. But we also, when it does come back, we want to explore this further. We want to continue to do this. But it does cost. It does have a cost attached. Of course it does. The clarity of this screen, the way it's out there, the work that Samal and, and others put into this does have a cost. And so... I guess my invitation is, yes, it's towards an offering, giving a tithe um, from our regular members, of course, to continue that or to pick that up. But I also want to just do one invitation that if you're watching, um, now, if you're already committed to a community, I'm not trying to take away any of that. keep doing that. But if you felt led, if you've been affected by the ministry of this online presence, then I would just ask you to consider um, giving to the details on the screen here and uh, the extra will help us continue this ministry, help us invest into this more. So there is no pressure. This is not a sales pitch. If you've been affected by the ministry um, and there is something, no matter how small, there's something that can continue the work of this church, one of those things at the moment being online, then please have a look at the details here. That's all my announcements. Thank you for being so patient. (laughs) It's a little fruit of the spirit joke. Um, We're going to speak about patience and, and, and cultivating that because, as you know, if you've been following us in this series, we're not talking about just going and being patient. I'm not saying to you go do love, go do goodness, go be patient. We're talking about fruit. Fruit that comes as a natural progression of growing, or as it says in John 15, remaining in the vine, the spirit, and you produce fruit. So we're looking at cultivating, which we've called this series Cultivating because looking at the soil, looking at the water, looking at the sun in a spiritual sense and seeing how we can produce these things ever increasing. So let me read the central passage again. And we'll start exploring this idea in Galatians 5, 16, 26. We should have this memorized by the end of this series. For I say, this is Paul again writing to this church, encouraging them, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Again, it's not about
1: works. It's not about performance. It's not about just being told to do something better. It's about walking in the Spirit. That's
0: what he talks about. We're not under the law. But now the works of the flesh. And I like this. We don't say this much, but say it like this. But this is the fruit of the flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality. Idolatry, sorcery, amenity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. as many more things that are just easy to produce. It's not hard to be jealous of someone. It's not hard to have a fit of anger.
1: That's easy. You don't have to cultivate that. You just let yourself go. I warn you, as I
0: warned you before, and those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Pretty intense words there. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, killing it with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us, not, let us also keep in step with the Spirit, Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Again, I like that. It's not a competition. You're not meant to envy each other. You're not to go, oh, that person's more loving. It's not fair. It's about together cultivating, together helping each other plough the ground, plant the seeds, and cultivate the fruit. Patience. One of the less, well, in my opinion, one of the less fun spiritual gifts, spiritual fruit. (laughs) I mean, most people, who doesn't actually want peace? Who doesn't want to grow in more joy? Seriously. Who doesn't want to grow and become full of love, in theory? But more patient? (laughs) We know just by saying it, that's going to take some transformational work from the spirit. Particularly in this world, which... The message, the gospel, the sermon from planet Earth at the moment, our culture says um, productivity, efficiency, fierce competition, faster, quicker, produce more, get everything instantly, packaged, easy,
1: on order. Everything, I think Uber Eats, but everything is Uber Eats. Everything's got to be packaged up, delivered to your door as fast as possible.
0: And now I have to go and talk about patience. (laughs) Man, that feels like the fruit of missing out, patience. But like normal, it isn't. Like normal, the Bible has a much more holistic and deeper meaning around that fruit. So profound is it to grow patience. If we think about it, when you come across someone that is producing this fruit... The whole room stops. Everyone's watching them. You think about the people in your life that have a calmness. Yes, a peace to them. Think about the, the followers of Jesus you might know that are phased and care.
1: They're not uncaring, but they also have a solidness to them. They can wait. They can stop. It's actually really
0: re- refreshing and powerful and counter-culture when you meet someone that has farmed that fruit, if you will, has produced that fruit. It's the patience, it's who we look to in the suffering, the unfazed, the stable, the calm, producing patience in a society riddled with the fruit of the flesh, anger, anxiety, the need to produce, the need to compete. It, it's, it's an incredible thing. But let's get on with it. How do you produce it? How do you cultivate it? We can't produce, but how do we cultivate ourselves? How do we remain in the spirit? Well, I think Psalms 130 is a great place to start. Listen to this, Psalms 131. Out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord. The psalmist singing this, worship to God. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. He repeats that more than people waiting. The watchmen, the, the guys waiting for an attack, the protectors, more than them He's saying, my soul waits for the Lord. O Israel, hope is in the Lord. For with the Lord, there is a steadfast love. And with him, there is plentiful redemption. He is a generous, good God. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. We have the psalmist talking about waiting, particularly a type of waiting that's deeper, a waiting of the soul. Um, Some of us could probably all relate to this deep waiting. It's a type of waiting, not so much that's needed when I'm in traffic, although that is patience. (laughs) But there is a different patience needed when we're waiting for health test results back. Or we're in a season of suffering and we're waiting for it to pass. Our soul yearns for an answer. Our soul yearns for the season to pass. Or maybe, and some of you may be able to relate to this, where maybe you've been in a pandemic and isolated, and it's a little scary and it's a little weird, and the world is turning upside down. (laughs) And it's kind of a soul wait.
1: When will this be over? When will we return to some sort of new normal? What will it be? Eager to see. That soul waits for the Lord. Or maybe it's an eternal. Wait to wonder what happens next. Deep down
0: to, ma- to, to wonder. For those that are outside Christianity, don't know Jesus, they must have a soul that yearns for wanting to know what's next. What
1: is this all about? This type of weight is deeper. It's essentially a weight that lets has to let go of control.
0: It's a form of surrendering. Which leads me to my First of two encouragements for cultivating patience today. Number one is
1: releasing control. You see, the alternative to patience is is, is, um, is that non
0: cultivated fruit we spoke about. It's the fruit of the flesh. Sorry. Anger, anxiety, stress, manipulation, and gossip. And if you think about those things, they're all attempts at controlling something uncontrollable. We get anger because we don't know where else to put it. We get anxiety because we want to control something that's going on with us. We get stressed or we try to manipulate or we spread gossip, literally, our forms of the flesh trying to control what cannot be controlled. And they're easy to do. Seriously, all done it. I've done it. Can't speak for you. Everyone does it. I think. Maybe you feel differently. They're attempts to control things that are not controllable. But to be able to cultivate patience, it means letting go.
1: Giving up the situation, big or small. You can still have hope. I'm careful with my words here. Letting
0: go is not giving up. It's letting go. There's a big difference. It's to give it to someone else. To let go of something is to hand it over. To give up is to give it to no one and say, I'm done. In our case, as followers of Jesus, if you know Jesus, if you don't today, that's all right, welcome. Love to introduce you to him. Contact us. Email, same email as before, love to talk to you about that. Contact us online, comment, love to introduce you to Jesus. But for most of us who know Jesus, that's who we're giving it up to. That's who we're letting go of it to. The ultimate will, as it says in Romans, Romans Romans 8, it says this 24. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. This blindness that we cannot see, this hope that with this blind hope, we wait for patiently. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes us through wordless groans. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with. With what? In accordance with what? What is the ultimate
1: thing we're submitting this to? The will of God. Your will be done. Thy kingdom come. Submitting,
0: releasing control is how we cultivate, big or small, start to cultivate the soil to grow patience.
1: Whether it's as small as just not getting what you want, I want this.
0: Or you're stuck in line at the supermarket and you're like,
1: seriously? Or life's just not giving you something quick enough? To grow deeper is in those moments to release control. Ironically, you don't have
0: control. (laughs) So we think we do. We think we have so much control, humans. We think we've surpassed pandemics. We think we're... We're, we're done. We've progressed. We can control things because we have apps. And then one guy in China, guy or girl, gets a disease and the whole world shuts down. We have zero control. There is one thing we have control of, actually, ourselves. And funny enough, that's another fruit which I can't wait to explore in a few more weeks. You don't have control. So you can either try to manipulate it, get angry at it, get anxiety at it or you can release it to God. Not give up, not keep Not keep trying, but
1: release the outcome. Release the timing. Release the control to God. Your response if you're human
0: could be most likely, even if you don't want to admit it, or maybe in the moment it might be and completely reasonable. I don't want to though. (laughs) In the moment, you might just say, what if you're there sitting and you're only new to Christianity? Or what if you're just exploring this idea of cultivating fruit for the first time? You're like, I don't want to, though. Which I think is pretty common than we more than we admit. And the reason
1: I think so is because I've seen Christians be manipulative. I've seen Christians get very, very angry. I've seen Christians have grown men have tantrums that are Christians. And so, yeah, I think
0: we all have moments where we go, yeah, I should release it to you, God, but I don't want to. As as it said in Romans 24, sorry, was the passage. It's very accurate when it says in our weakness. This is why the fruit is cultivated. We're not meant to be perfect straight away. This is why we're cultivated, which leads into my second encouragement today. And these two go hand in hand. My second encouragement is to practice hope, release control. But in order to do that, we need to practice hope. What do I mean? You see, when we release control, we're not handing the keys over of our brand new four wheel drive to a 17 year old who just got their license. We're not handing a treasured porcelain heirloom
1: to a baby saying, take care of it, please. I, I trust you. No, we're releasing control to God.
0: The one whom as followers of Jesus, we place our hope in. It is hard. But that's why we at Burley Church, and that's why Jesus uses the word practice, not perform Practice something. Practice, he says. Practice, we say. Because this takes practice to remind ourselves, not to earn something, but to put effort in, to remind ourselves of what already is. What do I mean? As it says in Romans 24, for in this hope we were saved. We're already saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all.
1: Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. We
0: know it's there. We know what the hope is. We know it's out there, but we've got to practice hoping for it, even if we don't have full kingdom come at the moment. It's a daily practice in the world of hurry and hustle to momentarily remind to practice hope surrendering to God because God is good, because God has the bigger picture, because God is at work, even in the traffic going from New South Wales to Queensland on a Friday afternoon. Can you believe it? God is at work. Slow down. It's okay. He's at work. In the grocery line, he's at work in you and through you. You don't need to force, manipulate or
1: control. You can produce. Patience. Allow the spirit to produce patience.
0: How do I know he's good? Or better yet, how do we remind ourselves he's good? How do we practice hope practically? Well, back to Psalms 130 says, I wait for the Lord for my soul waits
1: and in his word I hope. His word his promises, his word, multiple ways to practice that.
0: For one, we have the library of books. It is the Bible. Every single book, every single story from the beginning to the end telling us of God's goodness. He
1: wins in the end
0: and he started perfect. And all through that, he is inviting us back into his goodness. Ultimately, through Jesus and his sacrifice, invites us all back to participate
1: with the divine. Back to the family table, back to his family table. His stories. On top of that, we've been
0: given this thing called the church, which is made to spur each other on. Let me, let me put it this way. Sometimes the problem is a weekend thing. Maybe you're waiting to hear back from an opportunity. Maybe um, it's a decision. Um, it's something
1: new. Well, the idea is we gather and we encourage each other to practice hope. Say, I remember
0: going through that. I went through something similar. Or how do you think you're going through that? How do you think you can rely on God more than that? Maybe it's just a small decision over the weekend But it's still an opportunity to practice hope. Remind each other of the goodness. Sometimes it's a season. We have people in our church who can witness to this word in a season. We have people that have experienced all types of seasons and they can tell us stories. They can encourage and spur us on with how God was good in that. Practice hope. Oh, that's right. He's in charge of it all. I release it to him. A practice hope in his promises. This is why. Here we go again. Small table, small table, small table, small table, small table, small table, small table. table. It is not the answer. A program is not the answer to a walk with God. But it is shown in his word that having a small something, group
1: table of people is part of doing discipleship together, encouraging one another. Jesus sends them
0: out in twos in Mark 10. They're always together. The Holy Spirit falls on them in acts together. Two or three are gathered. Holy Spirit
1: together, encouraging, walking, running the race together. That's how we practice hope. And then sometimes it's more than the weekend.
0: Sometimes it's more than a season. Sometimes it's your whole life or the whole rest of your life. What do I mean? For those, and we have those in our community, it's a life treating a lifelong illness now.
1: It's the loss of a loved one waiting. Your soul waits. It's a birth issue that you've had, like as in an issue that you've had from birth, sorry, something that may not be able to be fixed. In a broken world, you have this broken element about you, which we all have elements, and it's just a soul waits, souls in pain, soul waits for a day. Here's what's truly incredible. His God doesn't just give you hope, and he does in the moments, in those moments of impatience, in the moment of a pandemic and you're looking for toilet paper and it's all gone. Release control, practice hope. God's still good. You're okay. Or in a season of discomfort, but he also gives hope eternally. Nothing else offers that. For your soul. So seriously, if, God, if life gives you lemons and then lemonade is made illegal,
0: then God can still be glorified through your patience now. If everything is stuffed, if you feel like you stuffed it up, if you feel like this brokenness of life has stuffed it up, if you are waiting, if you're waiting for an opportunity, if you think it's not going to come in this lifetime, you have hope eternally. You have hope Eternally, that God is still good. This is why the whole thing falls apart without Jesus, because he is the one thing worthy of practicing hope towards. He
1: is the word in the beginning, he is our rock. So dig deep, release control or the illusion of it, because as we discussed, you don't have control. Let it go. And
0: then, once you've let it go in that space, replace it with a promise from God.
1: Practice hope in its space. What a fruit. Church, this fruit alone, if we cultivated patience, we're going to stand out in
0: this world like a sore thumb. People will come to us left, right, and centre if we're not in a constant state of panic. Or eight, outrage or anger or suspicion or manipulation or whatever the thing we need to do. I need to set this right,
1: maybe. Slow down there. Slow down there, tiger. (laughs) Release it. Practice hope. Man, we would be a powerful community. People would come left, right and centre, wanting to know what gives
0: us the steadiness, what hope, asking us to explain the hope in which we carry and how we can be so patient. So here's three questions for those that are around you that you can talk online with, make a call, encourage you. Small table, small table, small table. Small table. What in your life could you release more control from? Don't know if I said that right, but what in your life Could you let go of? What in your life do you need to give up? What in your life are you trying to control so much? You just need to give it to God. Discuss. Number two, what ways can you practice hope in your life more? How can you practice hope? Share ideas, share creativity. How can you practice hope in every moment? The world's telling you you need everything right now. So we need to counter that voice with reminding ourselves that no, we don't. We need God. So, how can you practice hope more in your life? And number three, who in your life helps you continue to practice hope to encouragement, prayer, and community? Who in your life helps you continue to practice hope to encouragement, prayer, and community? Who do you have in your corner or you're in their corner? What group, what community are there to encourage and pray? Spur you on, which sometimes has a bit of a sting. Come on. <laughs> community my three questions for you today let me pray and uh look forward to uh seeing you next next week as we keep unpacking the fruit of the spirit remember to get your um your story in and um yeah let us know if we can uh keep hearing what god is doing in your life what he's cultivating in you through this series let's pray father you are good and yes we forget it i do I forget it all the time. I forget it in an instant, the moment someone cuts me off. I forget it in an instant once there's a product I want to buy is missing. I forget it in an instant when I want something and I don't get it. Father, help me release that. Help me give that up. Help me grow. Help me cultivate. Help me, help, help me in its place. Remember who you are. Remember who I am, which is very little in the story but that you want to grow me that you want me to divinely participate with you and that you want us to produce fruit we just need to remain in your hope in your word in your spirit Father help us just have a harvest of patient patient fruit (laughs) and uh, be with us this week in Jesus name
1: Amen thanks for joining us